Welcome to another episode of the Dibley Dobblers Cricket Podcast. As always, I am your main host, Callum. And as always, I am joined by producer, director, dinner lady, shoe shiner. Definitely not an opening bat. Not an opening <laughs> bat. Um, Andrew. How's you all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not right. bad. How are you? Fine, fine. Doing all right. I mean, d- we lost the game of cricket in the night. I'm not very happy about that. Indeed, yes. So, and I, and I scored two runs at an average of one in the same game. I know. You did a <laughs> fine job. I have no idea how many runs I scored. But I scored enough runs on Saturday. Uh, so yeah. Didn't take me long, did it? Yeah. I'm still tired now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it? 64 last week and 75 this week. So, uh, yeah. And two wickets last week and three wickets this week. So, it's uh, going to be 86 and a fourfer this Saturday, you know. That would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> would be a fifer would be nice. Yeah. If you stop taking fourfers, that would be, um, yeah. that'd be good. Just that. two for me. Well, you know, got to start somewhere, Andrew. Yeah. Two wickets, it's nice. Opening the bowling as well. I did. I, I felt I opened the bowling better than you this week. <laughs> I mean, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> Physically felt like death running in. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely thought I was the better of the opening pair. It wasn't hard. <laughs> <laughs> and you still ended up with better figures than me. Absolutely spewing. <laughs> Well, you know, class shines through eventually. Uh, Andrew. Class <laughs> shines through. That's all I can say. Uh, but I so we had a good we had a good victory the weekend. Though. We did. We needed that because we were starting to yeah, we start to look a bit close. squeaky bum time. Wasn't Do you know it? what would be but excellent though is if Falkland bothered to put up the scorecard from the week before. That'd be absolutely wonderful. So for those people from Falkland watching, whoever does the scorecards for your twos, get it up. Bradalbin Falkland. I want I want my stats there. <laughs> Not that it's all about you or anything. Well, I mean... That game, actually, the batting pretty much was. <laughs> Based on Saturday, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. What but we anyway, this week? we should talk about a better standard of cricket than what we play. We should. We should, indeed. Um, so, well, we've, we've mentioned Falkland there. Let's start with them. Falkland, absolutely terrific win for Falkland against Grange. Um who I actually looked at the lineup um, and thought, oh, they've got, um, they had Preston Momsen back in their side, um, yep. who hasn't played for a while. Uh, still, guys, I think Chris Greaves was missing. Um, yeah, the Scotland yeah, guys were uh, missing. Dylan Budge, uh, I think, is still injured. So they, they, yeah. are, they were still missing some key guys, but uh, Falkland turned them over. Yeah, indeed. So, um, yeah, they bowled Grange out for 223. Uh, in 47 overs and a delivery, uh, and they chased it down uh, with 1.2 overs to spare. Um, really, thanks to Harsha. Yeah, so Harsha got, and I'll just get to that on my 61 screen. 61 not out. 61 not out from 76 balls, so moved it on, moved it along at a nice rate throughout. Yeah, Castle's <laughs> got a five foot, or Castle got a five foot, um, and uh, Lyle. He picked up three. Took three and bowled very tidily. So, yeah, yeah not so. an impressive and a big win as well on the back of the defeat to Arbroath last week. They kind of, Arbroath were kind of just catching up with them a wee bit and that's not a victory they probably expected in reality. Yeah, I mean, as as we mentioned last week, when we were speaking to the boys at Falkland after our game there um, yeah. a week past Saturday, they did say they expected that 
they would win again this yep. season. I'm not sure anyone would have expected it to come against Grange. Although they ran them very close, as we mentioned. In they the did, to be fair. And that they was did, at actually. Grange, so they had sort of a bit so of yeah, maybe advantage. So, yeah, maybe they did. So, um, but no, I think um, Jack Henderson also scored, I think, 44 um, at the top of the order. Um, and yeah. they just, yeah, had a few starts in there. And yeah, I mean, they got off to a good start, so they were uh, it, they were at 83 by when the first wicket fell. Um, so yeah, got off to a solid start and then so had a bit of a wobble there because it was eighty three for one went to eighty nine for eighty three for no loss went to eighty nine for three, um, but then yeah, um, Harsha and Castle um, put on a bit of a partnership and they just kind of went went from there. Yeah, and I think it shows that's the advantage to bringing in experience like Harsha. Um, Harsha obviously does a lot for their club off the field, but you know when you bring in an overseas player. I'm sure he used his experience and his guile to kind of steer that. Because um, actually, if you look at it, they put on, was it about 30 or something in the last two? You know, they actually had a bit of work to do based on what the run rate was at and really tightened that to perfection. The last two overs were very expensive. Yeah, I mean, uh, Devin May got 28 off 26 balls. Um, yeah. He battered me about the park at Red Alban at the start of the season when he was in their twos. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, he's he's not, I don't think he's had any massive scores, but he's had a few scores like that for their ones. I think perhaps he was, shouldn't have been in their twos. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so it's not, it's not a name actually I recognise, so I don't know if he's, I'm assuming he might be a new guy to the club. But um, So congratulations to Falkland, obviously on that victory. Um, shall we go over to the next game with the SPCU team? unfortunately defeat for Stonywood Dice indeed and I've flipped between the two cards on Cricket Scotland live too many times so so you're now confused well it's taken uh, forever for me to get back to the matches menu so that I can right, open well, the uh, what Sony, Watsonians made 205 for 9 off 41 overs so I'm a rain affected game yeah um and uh, Dupree's standard took a four for 32. Um, I would imagine Stoney would probably were fancying their chances. Uh, Ollie Hare's got 65 for Watsonians, but really they lost by 37 runs, but there was um, Ewan Davidson and Andrew McLaren got, well, Davidson got 75, McLaren got 35, and that was really it. It was a bit the Ollie Hare show, wasn't it? Yeah. Because uh, 65 and then he got took 5 for 28 from his 7 overs. Aye, poor day. Uh, yeah, must do better. <laughs> I mean, how do you expect to keep his place in the Scotland squad for performances like that? So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the the run continues for Stonywood and we kind of mentioned this last week. I think they were kind of fortunate to get those four early wins in. Um, yeah. Um, kind of been a, yeah, four early wins. They were at the top of the table at one point. They were. Um, yeah. Those days probably seem like long ago now. Indeed, um, indeed. Uh, and then an all SPCU clash, the big, the big game in the the region as it always is, Forfarshire against Arbroath at Fort Hill. Uh, Arbroath 158 all out, and Forfarshire 159 for nothing, as they chase that down in 16 overs. A tightly run affair. Yeah. Yes, Craig Wallace absolutely battled them. 109 uh, off 50 balls. 50 balls. Um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yes, very one-sided. Quite a lot of extras in that, actually. Is that uh, 
four buys, ten whites. I mean, when you when your first over goes for thirty two, you're probably not thinking it's your day. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Um, yeah, and <laughs> and the thing is, so we touched on it before when we kind of touched on our Ross woes. I think they lack. It's not like they've scored tons of runs, but they really do just seem to be lacking in that strike bowling department. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at their scorecard, so 158 all out. Um, McLean, 23. Loop 31. Petrie, 63. Which, that's back-to-back 50s for Petrie, so yeah. he is finding a bit of form. But All other eight batters out in single figures. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, I mean, they'll be needing to find what, two more victories now in reality to stand yeah, a chance. Um, and uh, I don't think they've got the, they've got quite a tough run in as well. Well, shall we have a look at what... And uh, we've not mentioned a Pfeiffer in that game for Jack Hogarth oh, as well. Oh, there was. Um, a bit so of an expensive Pfeiffer, though, did Pfeiffer you know. 59. Off, off 7.5. Yeah, it's a leg spinner's Pfeiffer, that, isn't it? Ah. <laughs> Filth and jaffs all rolled in total. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So do we want to have a look at what that does to the EPL table? Oh, we can do that, actually, yes. That that would be a good suggestion. So let's bring that up. Um, Heriot's still leading the way, for for sure. Um, a couple of wins behind them. Um, so a bit of a gap to, to close there still. Um, bottom end is the, the bottom three places occupied by SPCU sides. Um, Falkland are only... Eight points behind Stonywood Dice. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I actually slightly. I, I currently reckon if our growth got enough points to stay up, I actually think Stonywood Dice will be the would ones be that, the get teams that get relegated. Yeah. Would be the team that get relegated. Y- you know, you still have to fancy it's going to be our growth, but there are games to play. There are yeah. four fix. There are four rounds of games left. Um, I don't know off the top of my head who our growth have got, but. Um, you know they're gonna have to scrape some victories together, but I just don't see Falkland not getting at least bonus points. Yeah, I guess up. looking at that table, um, points work the same as it's twenty five points for a win. Yes, they've yeah. gone. They've gone back. Oh, well, they've gone to that system because for a while it was ten points. Right. Um, yeah. Um. So if you add fifty onto our growth, say, and they get to four wins, the same as Stonywood, they still have a gap of twelve points. Yeah. Um. So I think it, it is a real in four games to make up that sort of gap. That is, realistically, our growth need to win three of the last four. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not looking great for our growth, but you know, stranger things have happened in yeah. sport. Um, and time will tell indeed so on to the NEC yeah NEC so what happened on Saturday there so Meagle um, comfortably beat Stonywood Dice second 11 323 all out from their 45 overs Um, they they timed that to perfection yeah literally the last wicket fell on the last ball Um, yeah Um, Majid Rashid with 115 100, yeah, a fair effort. Um, and then he knocked out the top three in the reply as well. Yeah, uh, for Stonywood Dice. Stonywood Dice. So, so again, uh, if he could do better as well, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> so um, they were bowled out for 187 from 44.4. So with only two deliveries left, so it was a pretty much a full game for them. I bet that was one of those games where it was like, <sighs> right, 
well, depending on which team you, side you're on, you're like, right, we've won or we've lost. And you're like, well, can we just finish this? Can yeah, we well, it's story with looking for the bonus points, oh, I suppose. Batsman, can you just leave it on the stumps, yeah. please? Thank you. <laughs> um, but shout out to young 16-year-old, f- I think, Fred Kelly, who opened the batting. Um, good to see Migo giving a youngster a chance. Yeah. But, um, so, well done to him, because we'd fake... We'd f- well, you didn't face him, but he was, he's been playing mainly in our division in Division 1 this year, so... Probably a good game for them to give. Um, yeah, they used 10 bowlers in that. I know. As well. Um, so. I guess maybe preserving themselves a bit for Sunday as well. Um, which we'll get yeah, on Yeah, that to probably is part of the reason it went as far as it did, to yeah. be fair. Um, yeah. So, um, Fruki. Um, yeah, Kinlock. That was. Wow, I didn't. Oh, well, you did. Did that. I see that one coming? You did. Maybe I did. Um, uh, 224 all out for Fruki and uh, Kinloch got there with five wickets in hand and three and a bit overs left. Yeah, I mean, I'll, when I heard at half time it was 224 as what Fruki has scored, I thought that's probably enough. Um, and it absolutely wasn't. To yeah. be fair, a very, very impressive um, batting display. Um, by Shazad Ahmed because I mean he got a ton in at seventy four s- balls. So I mean it yeah, and batting at six was it? Yeah. So I mean yeah. To be fair, at one point, Kinlaw were in trouble. Yeah. Well, they were one hundred and eighteen for five. Yeah. So I mean, um, and I think I checked in on it about then and thought, ah, oh, that's not great for my predictions. But yeah, um, yeah that that. Last stand between Ahmed and uh, I'll get his full name, Mohsen Ali, um, who yeah, thirty seven off thirty eight. Yeah, well. I think when I saw the two two four, Kinloch kind of been one of these teams this year that they've had guys that have made forties and you know they've kind of had guys making starts or like mm. good scores like yeah. forty, fifty, sixty, but they've kind of not really often had that guy that's made the big score. Yeah. And, you know, and f- fair play to Ahmed, he, he did that. Um, and, yeah, Fruki, same thing. They've not got a full-strength team out. That seems to be a real problem. No, obviously, no Safi, but no Robbie Wright either, um, who I don't think has been playing the last couple of weeks. Um, mm. I know they'd said they had some injuries, so um, I still think that was a bit of an upset. But it's not looking great for Fruki um, for the remainder of the season if they're not even managing to turn Ken Loch over so w- without being too disrespectful to yeah. yeah yeah um so Strathmore were at home to Gordonians um Gordonians saw that one home um uh, Strathmore uh, were 205 for 8 from their 45 Gordonians chasing that down with uh, a couple of overs left um that was a one we said could kind of go either way um but it's it, to be honest. Looking at the scores, it's absolutely the case. I reckon that if Tian Brits was playing for Strathmore, that's a different game because it was the exact problem Strathmore kind of had mm. prior to Brits coming in. Was yeah. they had guys that were a bit like what I was saying about Kinlaw. They had guys making thirty, forty, fifty, or whatever, but just lacking that guy. It's you know, Ajaz has stepped up to the plate. Although he's got two tons and no fifties this year. Um, so he's had a couple of big innings, but they just needed that bigger score. Um, and Gordonians are a very good batting lineup, and saw it home comfortably enough. Yeah, and then big update: 
uh, big update. Big well, shall we touch on that one last? Well, we save that we'll one till last. We'll save that one till right, the okay. end. Yeah, okay. So we'll go um, for the, the second 11 game between Arbroath and Forfarshire then. Um, this one did go in Arbroath's favour. Uh, 176 for 8 uh, for Forfarshire. Played 178 for 3. Uh, that was good for my predictions as well, that one. Yeah. Um, and then this, the last one, which you really couldn't get wrong. Um, but I think it was closer than we probably expected it to be. Uh, Perth Duca made 245 for 9. Uh, Dundee High School, in reply, made 165 for 9. Must have been bowling filth for that to happen. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, um, but it was it's good Rush. To see, it's good to see Rush playing for their ones again. It is, isn't that? It's good. Yeah, it's good. That <laughs> uh, he made seventy-eight. Um, I do think. I think he's their highest scorer for the ones and twos this season. I'm surprised he didn't drive over after the game. See what the twos were up to. <laughs> Can they sub him in? <laughs> Um, yeah, I suppose pick of the bowlers for Duke at Ivor Patterson with three for 28. And um, a very expensive Moose got two for two. Two for two off two. Yeah, good, good bit of tail. No maidens, though. No maidens. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so, so the big upset. Manafield. Aberdeenshire uh, made 187 for nine against Huntley. Yeah. The inform side uh, in the oh. division. And yet Huntley, 189 for six, chased it down. Two overs to spare. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just... Never really looked in doubt either. No, it's... I mean... the I think the, the additions of the two um, Kukunitz boys, um, who are the overseas players... I believe they're twin brothers. Um, if one of them doesn't perform, the other one does. It seems to be at least one of them is putting in a big performance. So on top of Austin Powers, we can now say that Huntley also love twins. You know, because they perform. Something like that, yeah. You never watched that? <laughs> never mind. Joe lost on you. Uh, vague no. recollections, yeah. Well, come on. Right. Get your pop culture in order, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, and Jack Mitchell, fifty-two at the top of the order as since, well. Since he, I, I don't actually have the stats on this. I think I'd said this, possibly not on air, but I'm sure Jack was batting sort of three, four, and it seems to. And I, I could have plucked this out on air, but it seems to be since he started opening up. I'm just having a look here. No, he's not actually done better since he's opened up. So I'm going to sharp, but um. So he's that's a been, good performance but opening he has, up. <laughs> he has been, I mean, he's found form. He's got, he's 80, 49, 27 and 52 um, has been his last four performances. He's yeah. found form as well. So yeah, the Cooking brothers have done very well, but also it, they aren't just them. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hussein took the, you know, put them on the back foot. Aberdeenshire took the top two wickets, big wicket and Kenny Reid. He, I think he was narrowly missed out on our team of the week last week. I think he took four for 40, so... Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they do have several guys who are capable of putting in a really strong performance for them. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't fancy playing Huntley at the moment. They've been, I think, is that eight wins on the bounce now? Maybe even nine? I think, I think, I think it's, it's eight. eight. Eight, I think, yeah. So, uh, it's they're in terrific form. Um, and, yeah, I just... 
I know they were on good form, but I just and maybe that was wrong that I didn't see that being. I just didn't see that being likely. That's just about to put the NEC wrong, table but up. I'm, but I'm gonna just going to quickly go and fix wrong. that. So if you fill that, if you just if I just chat, talk about something. Yeah. Um, well, I mean that has so that result does have mass, massive implications in the title race, which we will show you in a second when sure, Callum yeah, has, has got the graphic correct. corrected um, because it isn't up to it date. It was Royal C. He hacked into my um, into my <laughs> system and swapped it around. <laughs> So here is the NEC table and Meagle are now back on top um, for the first time since Aberdeenshire won that crucial game, um, what, a month or so ago. Um, And Aberdeenshire have not just dropped to second actually, but they've dropped to second equal um, as Huntley joined them with an identical record. They've both got nine wins from 11 and have picked up the same volume of bonus points in their defeats. Um, so they both are on 241 points from 11 games. I'm assuming there must be a net run rate. I know that it really matters because second place doesn't get to do anything if Meagle win anyway. But um, Yes, I think it does go to net run rate. Right, so there um, must be, but it's not on the calculator. Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah that's, that's the news at the top. Meagle now, I would say, firm favourites for the title um, again. Um, it would take an upset victory to get Aberdeenshire or Huntley back into it. Yeah, yeah, I would suggest so. I was going to say I'm not 100% sure who Meagle have got left, but I mean, t- although to be fair, I didn't necessarily see Aberdeenshire slipping up, but it's who can. Yeah, I mean, I'm, obviously you're not ruling it out that Meagle could slip up at some point, but given, I mean, unless something drastic happens, I'm going to be picking Meagle and all the predictions oh, oh no. from here well, on out. I mean, to be fair, I think pretty much we have picked Meagle every week anyway so yeah um, yeah I suppose you look at it they've got I mean the last two games are Arbroath and Dundee High School so they should be fine with that you've got Duke as the third last game yeah um, which Duke on their day they've got players capable they, well, well they've beaten them twice they've in twice 2020 in format. yeah um, and Forfisher who did over Aberdeenshire yeah is the next game um, but I think that was a for sure with Christian Robertson. Did he not score a ton in that game? Was it a ton or was it an eight? It might have been a ton, yeah. Who he seems yeah. to have disappeared kind of off the radar again. Um, but they've got guys capable. But yeah, yeah you still have to have them as firm favourites. do, yeah. Um, and then if I suppose if we look further down the table, kind of no change in the bottom half. Um, Fruki are not far off the danger zone still, um, but they would rely... I think to, I think one, when they've got Safi back, they will pick up results here and there. Um, I can't see them actually being in danger, but they are a lot, lot closer than they would ever have wanted to be. Um, we saw that this is a three-horse race for the title, um, and they're nowhere near it. Um, Perth Duke have climbed a place above Strathmore, um, but other than that, it's all as you were. Yeah, it's bunching in that sort of potentially risky bottom chunk of the table. So, you know, you've got Arbroath on 52.4 and up to 7th, um, 56.8% for Forfisher 2s. Yeah. Um, looking likely Arbroath 1s go down, so Arbroath 2s go down um, and Falkland, but would probably come up. 
Yep, um, they're sitting top of Div 1 again after a, um, a victory over Largo at the weekend, uh, put them back on top of Div 1, so they look in a very strong place for, for yeah, coming up. I think Duke Partuket 2s are probably likely to finish second, I think, for off the top of my head. Um, it must have been because it was first v third, the last game. Um, but was it not that... Or was it Largo that were top? I think Largo were top. Ah, okay. So No, they can't have... Because they lost, they lost to Dundee High. It is part. It's Ducat that are set in second, so that's just yeah. current top two. Yeah, uh, probably take a bit for Largo to get back into it at this stage. I mean, obviously Ducat are going to lose on Saturday. Um, <laughs> Fight and talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the yeah. likelihood is it will probably just be Stonywood Dice and Dundee High School go down. But um, although wait, no, they're because they're reducing the number of teams. Yeah, so Stonywood. Dundee High and Arbroath will all go down. Uh, can Lock No, I think ninth, uh, ninth will probably go down. So the bottom three will come down. Well, because... No, the bottom three will come down and Falkland will come up. And ninth will only go down if the winner of the league fail to get promoted. Is that right? We, yeah. should, we should really prep these things. It but is if, right. If it's dropping to 10, yeah. you're instantly getting rid of 11. 11, 11 and 12, 12 and, and 10. Yeah, but yeah. our growth go down, but are replaced by our growth. So then when to, for Falkland to come in, they have to replace 9. But no, because you're not accounting oh, for confused. losing the top one. So if you just look at it completely separate. Ah, right? that's, yeah? that's it, right. I mean, it, again, so, it's 20 to 11, so, so I'm going to excuse Yeah, myself. the winner of the league... No, no, no. Replace. Oh, yeah. I'm just being thick. Yeah. I think, um, from what I understand of the ESCA championship, I would expect our league winners to be promoted. I'd expect so, but you, you, I suppose you never know on the day, but... Um, yeah, yeah, but if that doesn't happen, then yes, but ninth still, place I mean, will be looking at being relegated. You're still not going to be want to be in ninth place because you're oh, relying on Miguel Aberdeen, Shell Huntley, one of those three, beating somebody else for yep. you to survive. So there is still a lot to play for in that bottom group. Absolutely, um, yeah. And it is tight in there, so... Um, and actually, I mean, yeah. Fruki, even Forfarshire twos, as you said, are all within striking distance of of ninth and tenth spot. Yep. Right now it's time for something that we forgot to do last week, um, because that was really good of us. Um, I'd slag off your directing skills last week that um, you missed that, but given that we've had to edit this next graphic three times, <laughs> um, and <laughs> you're going to have to stitch all this stuff together. Yeah, I've got a great post-production um, for this episode. It's gone really well. <laughs> anyway, team of the week time. Team of the week. I preferred your attempt in the last edit. I have to say. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm gonna. I'm gonna for the rest of the season. I'm gonna come up with different jingles for team of the week. Do it. Absolutely. The people will love it. The people will love it. The cats won't, but the people <laughs> will love it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, let's have a look at team of the week. Team of the week. <laughs> um. So reclaiming his number one spot in our team of the week um, is Craig Wallace with his 109 not out of 50 balls against Arbroath. Smashed. To Majid Rashid um, for 
Meagle with that monster performance that we've already spoken about on Saturday and then contributions in the Three Counties Cup on Sunday, which we've not spoken about. No. Um, because we we'll forgot. Because we forgot. But we'll do that kind of as we we'll talk do that. this. All right, well, we have to touch on the results for the Exactly. So, we'll yeah. then. so Meagle were victorious in their semi-final against Strathmore, but then lost out in the final to Perth Dukert. Um, as Ducat were crowned three counties cup champions. Um, at three in our team of the week, Nicholas Nicholas Kukonitz of Huntley, seventy-one not out and two for forty-seven. Th- that one was easy. I just had to change the first name yeah. and the score. But that, was, <laughs> that was all right. You managed that, <laughs> yeah. So number three is just now which Kukonitz brother we're gonna yeah, select? Absolutely. I mean, he did the open, but I felt like he was the third of best I, I, I would agree that. given that the other two got tons yeah, yeah. Um, of Falkland number four he's had a few performances in the team of the week recently yeah I had him at five but he was at four last week so I just couldn't be bothered changing it <laughs> <laughs> so he was 61 that out from 76 against Grange uh, Usman Saeed of Perth Ducat 95 against Dundee High School on Saturday 35 off 27 and 3 for 18 um, off four overs against Meagle in the Three Counties Cup final. He might have performed in the Three Counties Who Cup knows? semi-final as well, but given there's no scorecard up there and I've been met by a wall of silence and trying to get it, um, we'll never know. And it's only Wednesday night. Indeed. And it happened on Sunday. It's still not there. Oh, well. Yep. So maybe Usman, you know, had an even better week than we thought. He might have even been in contention of Player of the Week, but... Well, I think we'll he was know. in contention for Player of the Week, but we never know. So, uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. No, Usman the Player of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shazad Ahmed for that 103 not out, that match winning 103 not yeah, out uh, from 74 against Fruki um, is superb innings there Solomon Lessalong of Arbroath's second 11 42 not out and 2 for 30 off 9 there were a few performances that we considered for this number yeah, 7 spot well, wasn't there the Omara um, his teammate yeah. he, he had a 60 odd not out it was their partnership that saw them over the line, but we kind of felt like he had the wickets. Yeah. Um, Lyle Robertson at Falkland. Yeah, he had a three for um, as well that yeah, we'd consider. Yeah, very so. sort of economical three for. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Dupree's standard at Stonywood were fourth, and there was a few 60s, 70s, but we felt, I think, he probably contributed the most to a victory. I yeah. think is kind of what got him in there. Yep. Uh, Charles Castle of Falkland. Um, it's actually, I think it's been a little while since he was in this isn't it uh, he has had a few, good few of, he had a lot at the start of the season yeah. but I think he has had one a few weeks back but yeah, but yeah for, uh, 5 for 33 off 9 and 27 from 45 deliveries uh, in that huge victory against Grange uh, Jack Hogarth another regular in the team of the week 5 for 59 uh, off 7.5 against Arbroath uh, and then Craig Ross of Arbroath second 11 Two for seven of eight overs, including five maidens against Forfisher twos. Tight. Well, yeah, and looking at it, I mean, he, he also opened... I mean, his two wickets were lower, were kind of lower middle order players, but he opened the bowling. So, I mean, against, the in theory, yeah. the better batsman, it just... Gave him nothing away. Gave absolutely tight nothing as tight away. can be. So. And then in uh, the last spot, Ivor Patterson of Perth Duke, three for twenty-eight off nine against uh, Dundee D- High. D- I've still got the graph. Still, wrong. Yeah, you have, haven't you? <laughs> uh, against Dundee High on Saturday, and then three for fifteen from two overs against Meagle in 
uh, in the final of the Three Counties Cup. A um, couple of pivotal wickets that he picked up as well, uh, really to... A dodgy LBW, if you ask me. But uh, well, yeah, I, I'm not convinced by it, but the finger went up, and so he's on the, the team of the week. It's in the book, as it's they say. In the book, player of the week, player of the week. Yeah, player so of the week. We had a few different considerations for this one, didn't we? Usman. Um, who else did we consider? Uh, oh, Kukinets. Uh, yes, Kukinets well. was the other, and there was some. Wallace and uh, Ahmed as well for big batting performances. Yeah, indeed. So but a lot of good big performances this week, to be fair. Indeed, yeah. But 115 uh, and 3 for 12 on Saturday and then 49 and 3 for 23 in the T20 on Sunday. Um, Majid Rashid is this week's Player of the Week. Well deserved. He did indeed. everything he could to try and win that final. He certainly did. certainly did. Anyway, we've spoken about all of the SPCU action from this weekend. Yep. There was some other action going on last week. There was. Scotland played two 2020 internationals and a one-day international against New Zealand at the Grange. Yes. Defeated in all three games, uh, unfortunately. Um Absolutely no shame in being defeated consistently by New Zealand. They are a good side. Yes. No. I think. Um, and and to be <laughs> honest, for a long time, have been a very good white ball side in particular. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and actually, even though it was three losses, we didn't get turned over in any of the. You know, we were never really in it. But I think you look at Scotland in years gone by, and Scotland would have. You know, they conceded over 200 in the two T20s in the first yeah. which I do. Th- I know Grange is a, is a high-scoring ground, but I still think it was a bit disappointing, particularly the 250 in the second game. But, yeah. Um, Scotland had kind of, in days gone by, just capitulated and it would have been bowled at for 60 or whatever. So, at least... Yeah, I mean, particularly in the second one, they, we lost a lot of early wickets, mm. but um, I think the batters went out there with the right mindset, they went out there to actually try and have a go at chasing the total down. Yeah. Um, and lost their wickets. I can absolutely accept that. Yeah. Um, ultimately, they were playing superior opposition. The likelihood is that it's probably not going to come off, but you've got to at least go and try. Um, so it was really good to see them actually go and do that. Yes, I would agree. It's, yeah, you've got to try, and that seems to be the new mentality. It's like, we have to try and beat whoever we yeah. play against. And you saw that again, you know, obviously the famous victory against England and that came out, uh, you know, or came off rather, but it's... Yeah, I mean, even the victory against Bangladesh in the World Cup last year, we were in a sticky situation there, but they kept going um, yeah. and they had that partnership and Greaves played a great innings and it's the same thing. There is that, that resilience through the order. Yeah, I think probably the one thing that, slightly confused me a bit was the seam bowling selection in the uh, T20 games. Um, yeah, who who played? What seamers, so, what seamers played on the one um, day? Soul, Soul played the one day as well, didn't he? I can't remember off the top of my head. But I, I have issue, I think, with the seam selections in all three games. I, I need to double check who played. Yeah, well, yeah, no, so do I. Um, so for me... 
Um, Safi and Sharif and Gavin Main should have played all three games as the front-line Seamers. They are the two leading Seamers in the Scotland squad at the moment. Yeah. They should have played all three games. Yeah, I don't... I don't under- there seems to be this sort of... Crystal is quick. Okay, fine. But let's not get carried away by that. Yeah, I think Crystal is a solid associate seam bowler. Yeah. Uh, he's performed well against other associate nations. I don't think he's got enough when you step up a level. I I can almost sympathise. I mean, he, he had a good bowling performance, was... He missed the home series, the recent home series, didn't he? Yeah. It was in the US. He had a good ball, bowling performance. So I can sympathise why he's he has got a shot. What I can't understand is why Ali Evans was anywhere near the site. No, I mean, all. I have to be honest, I kind of thought we'd maybe seen the last of Ali Evans in a Scotland shirt. Um, but it, it's particularly... I mean, Gavin Main has just showed how good he is. Yeah. And... Bowls quick as you know, he bowls at a good pace compared to perhaps some of the more recent Scotland seamers. That and I just my concern was it felt a little bit like all oh, New Zealand are in town, we better give everyone a shot, yeah. And I just don't like you know, we talked about how they came out and tried to win, and yeah, the players did that who came out, and you know, I'm not to a fault. Soul or Evans, they'll have given it their all. And, Absolutely, you know, and, yeah. And, just, you know, I'm not saying that they didn't try or anything. But I'd be interested to know the logic behind thinking that that was what was going to win against New Zealand. That yeah. bowling attacks. Oh, oh, bowling attacks, because it's... And, yeah, I just I don't understand that. It's... And, Got to be ruthless. It's you. You're not here to you know to make friends with all the players. I'm not saying you know. There's obviously been cricket Scotland and how they've treated people, um, which seems to be growing arms and legs now as well. Um, not saying you have to treat people badly or or unkindly or anything like that. But you've got to be ruthless. Sport is ruthless. Yeah. If, if you're not good enough, if someone's better or can do a better job. You. In the end of the day, you know. Shane Burgess earning a lot of money as the Cricket Scotland head coach. And that's what he's getting paid that for, is to make tough calls, as well as try and improve the players. But he has to make the tough calls, and I just think that the selections feel a little bit friendly and cop-out-ish. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I, I'm of the opinion that Safi and Gavin Main should have played all three games, unless there was some sort of injury thing that we weren't made aware of, but... Yeah, they weren't. It weren't. It's not like they were like back to back days. All the games. Or no, like you no, would have understood was, that. Yeah, like, it was three games over the course of a week. These guys should be capable of playing that. Well, especially when it's four overs on two of the games. Yeah, like, yeah, so exactly. Um, but I think overall, didn't disgrace yourself. I think the fact that we scored three hundred against, you know, a full nation, you know, a very good full nation. Yeah, um, a really, really good innings from Michael Leask yep. uh, in the one day game, um, which I believe is his high score. Uh, in one day internationals, that wouldn't surprise me because I I'm fairly a, certain it's a blast, a quick yeah, fifty or whatever. Yeah, and I don't, th- I want to say he hadn't got beyond sixty. Um, maybe had one, but this I, I'm fairly confident. Yeah, this was his high score. Um, so yeah, that that was really good to see. Um, 
and actually him bowling again because he hasn't done a lot of that for Scotland recently. Yeah, which again that seems to be fairly odd because he was doing very well with the yeah. ball. Um, spin bowling department in Scotland is a hard, you know, there's, there's four of them that are very good and they all offer you different things. But given yeah. what Lee Scott offers you with the bat um, as well, I don't, yeah, I just don't understand. I'll be picking too many, you know, I'll be actually picking too many spinners. Um, well, I mean, you're picking two frontline spinners, and if you're picking two frontline spinners, then I think it makes sense that Watt and Hamza are those two frontline spinners. I think Greaves and Leesk are now both in a position where they justify their place in the squad as bats, or, at, or, or even in the team as yeah. bats. And so what they bring with the ball can be viewed a bit as a luxury. Um, but I still think that Leesk has been underused recently. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, he seemed to have been going along well, and it just seems to have been like, I want to bowl, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he, the only one that turns it the way he does. The rest of them all turn it the same way. Ah. Um, Although very different. Yeah, they're all different bowlers, yeah. but they do all turn it in the same direction. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think there's still positives that can be taken, even though, you know, we have brought a few negatives to the table. I think, I don't think we, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Happens. Yeah, I think they kind of held up okay. Um, and then news afterwards that Mark Watts back with Derbyshire for the next chunk of the season. So he'll play the Royal London One Day Cup uh, and then one, he's available for one county championship fixture as well. Which is really, obviously the 100 is partly freeing that up and I'm sure Mark Watt might be one of these players that maybe would have fancied, uh, fancied whether he has a chance at one of the lower contracts for something like the 100, but maybe needs to get into a couple of the other competitions Yeah, I think first. so. I think um, so. But excellent exposure um, for him in the Royal London Cup. Indeed. I suppose it's a good thing with the 100 being on is there are guys getting exposure, even though yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, the Twitter sphere. Albeit he played the first game and they got absolutely horsed and he got out for nothing and didn't bowl. I bet he's playing for Derbyshire, so I mean, he's still got that problem. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on to... Pre- I think we should just call the episode. Just call the episode now. Have I got something else wrong? No, I was just trying to work out where other things were. That's fine. That's fine. Right. Last week's predictions on. I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes this week. So. Yeah, on the NEC, we'll we'll bring them up. Um, we both got one wrong. You then got another two wrong. Um, yeah, good week for me so far. Well, it's rubbish. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice. We're getting there. back in the game here, back in the game. So, yeah, we both got Meagle correct. Uh, we both got um, Gordonians correct. And we both got Perth Ducat to win correct. We both were wrong on the Aberdeenshire Huntley game. Um, and then the two that we split, uh, I went for Kinloch to beat Fruki and I went for Arbroath's twos to beat Forfisher's twos. And I was correct on both accounts. Other soft drinks are available for those watching on YouTube. Um, I mean, the graphics up, so they didn't see that. Oh, so you didn't, didn't need it. to draw attention oh, well. to the fact that I was I'm drinking just that. drinking beer. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, can I get confused? It's because we're still <laughs> on the other part of the screen. <laughs> it's, I'm old and it's late. Yeah. Can, I, can I deal with this? Uh, yeah, rubbish. Yeah. So, there's a lot that needs to be said about that. And this gets even worse, so we'll just 
turn that off. So yeah, three Counties Cup finals predictions. We both said that Meagle would beat Strathmore and we both got that right. And then we went different on Duca and Gordonians. Don't so, know how um, close I came, but who knows? who knows? Who knows? I mean, we only know that I suppose the result because they were in the final. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, what if Gordonians just didn't turn up? I mean, I suppose technically the victory was still awarded to them, but who knows? That didn't happen because there were some score updates on Twitter, I think. Oh, right, okay. But, um, yeah. So, I was yeah, just I, clutching at straws. You were, you were. Um, we did both say that Meagle would win, though, so... I did point out last you did week point that out I don't know me. why we were, like, back in Meagle when Duca had already beat them, but... Um, yeah, um, no, you are... You are but I didn't go for it either, so... You didn't. You didn't. But then and I didn't so, think Duke it would be in the final, so No. And you did. So Indeed. you're an idiot. I'm still winning. Squeaky bum time though, Callum. You oh, were you were over on. the hill a few weeks ago. Didn't worry about it. You were over the horizon. Couldn't it. see you. I'll just keep doing what I've done this week and match your predictions, so it's fine. Two points. Didn't worry about it. I'm not worried. Are you uh, two points of difference. No, so you're getting cocky now, so you're gonna be rubbish. <laughs> Right, let's see what we've got this week for predictions. I don't think I've even picked a joker yet, have I? No, we're, neither of us have, so nah, okay. it's okay. So this will be live on it. We've all gone exactly the same. We've so all gone. We've both th- gone. Is there ex- a third person involved? <laughs> we've both gone exactly the same. So we've both gone for Ducat to beat Arbroath, Meagle to beat Four for sure, Fruki to beat Dundee High School, Gordonians to beat Stonywood Dice, Aberdeenshire to beat Kinloch, and Huntley to beat Strathmore. Callum, is you up first with your joker? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to think of the world anymore. Um, I'm going to go with Meagle. You're going to go with Meagle? Oh. Aye. Even though I said that it's a potential uh, a potential banana skin, but um, no, I just... I don't think they were even my second choice. Well, that's, that's fine. Yeah. They don't have to be your second choice, yeah. but... I mean, I've kind of gone with the theory of back whoever's playing Dundee High School, but it's, it's freaky. <laughs> <laughs> and they've just let me down time yeah. after time. I mean, so. I, w- I think I would still have gone for Fruki to beat Dundee High. Over so is that who you're going for? It's not. No, I'm going for Huntley to beat Strathmore. Oh, see, I think that is the banana skin of the round because Tian Britz made a return. For Strathmore, yeah, possibly in the uh, in the the semi final. He did, and he's quality. Yeah, so but so are Huntley. Yeah, but Strathmore are a good team as well. Like, but then when Tian and it's also at Huntley. I can't. Who wants to play that? Back, back the home team. Yeah, I, I, I'm sticking with that. Huntley. That's fine. I mean, I, I I just could see that being a potential. Yeah, I I could see because I mean plenty. Plenty of teams have felt the effects of Tian Brits. Um but yeah, him coming back into the the sort of one day format um, and at Huntley. I also fancy Liam Sweeney bowling at the Huntley would be. I don't think it'd be easy to get away. It's not easy to get away anywhere, but um, yeah, true, true. But so, I'm still back at Huntley, so I mean, I'm so this is what we're going with. This is what we're going with. So yeah, you've gone the Meagle with the Joker, and I've gone with. Huntley, so we'll see how that, that plays out. Oh, I'll probably week. get them all wrong, but at least that means you will as well. 
No, not in my luck recently. Meagle will choose to lose. <laughs> <laughs> no one else. Yeah. Uh, that would be quite something. It would. Anyway, right. That's, uh, I think that brings us to the end, doesn't it? It does. I have no idea how long this episode is because it's in about 14 parts. I know. I'm dreading my post-production efforts that are going to have to go in here. But we'll so, get if you think that Andrew has cut this terribly, be sure to let us know in the comments below on YouTube. Tweet us at DibDobPod. Um, yep. You know. Like, share and subscribe. Yeah, tell subs- your friends. Tell your friends. Might be better next week. Yeah. Might not be. Who knows? And what you could do is like drop a link into your cricket club's group chats so that everyone starts to watch us. That'd be good. Absolutely. That'd be good. We should maybe do that to our cricket club as well. <laughs> I mean, there's a few folk with bat stickers. There are, yeah, they're a, they're a supportive bunch. They are a supportive yeah. bunch. Good lads. I mean, we've no bother interviewing them, but that's all right. Yeah. We keep saying we will. We will. We will. I mean, point. it would help if there was power to our changing room. That would help. Yeah, because we just do it there. Uh, but uh, hey ho there isn't so we can't. do the usual on the socials and that's that yeah and uh, yeah we'll speak to you next week hopefully with an interview we've got something lined up but um, we've said that before and it didn't happen so um, who knows we'll hopefully have an interview for you next week yep bye uh, everyone we'll speak to you then well bye <laughs>